Hello and welcome back to What the Cinema Podcast. Today is finally the last Best Picture nominee we cover. So don't forget to like subscribe and give us like a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. We put a lot of effort into this. And next week's episode is going to be our predictions for every category. So yeah, subscribe and, and you'll get that in your notifications. But before we start talking about the movie, a word from our sponsor. So we're talking about women talking. Yes. We're not both women. I'm a woman. I'm not. That's okay, though. But I like the movie. <laughs> I think it's the weirdest nomination because it got two nominations. One being Best Picture, the other one being a screenplay adapted. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we'll start there. We usually keep that at the end, but it's only two. Yeah. So Adapted Screenplay... Yes. Yeah. 100%. Good screenplay. Best picture? Not that I dislike the movie. There's, there's like half of the movies I like less than this, mm-hmm. but it's a weird foot to stand on, where your claim to best picture is adapted screenplay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good message, and it's a good. It's. I think it's a really good screenplay. And I think that all the women in the movie are very well acted. I think the acting is the star. Yeah. I think there's a lot of negatives for me, though. Mm. I don't think the screenplay is that great. I think it repeats itself. I don't think it's angry enough. Mm. I was expecting the movie to be, like, women shaking their fists, like, really angry. They're kind of civilized, a little too civilized, maybe. Maybe that's because, you know... They're, they're, they are religious. Well, that, I think that's the, the point of it. So this was actually, I think many people know this already, or maybe not, but it was based off of a book, which the book is based off of a real life event that took place from the years 2005 and 2009, I believe. And in the real, in real life, uh, this, this occurred in a Mennonite community in Bolivia and you know within those four years of time a hundred girls and women were raped and just like in the movie were drugged with some type of animal anesthetic that they that these men had gotten from a different community a farmer from a different community and in the end in 2011 Seven men were sentenced to 25 years for rape, and then the farmer that had supplied the anesthetic was sentenced to 12 years in prison. So, you know, this did kind of happen, but the this story, I think, is just kind of the, like, a reimagined, like, if mm. the women could have done something, what would they have done? And it's done as delic- delicately as possible. Where they don't show any of the actual attacks. They show yes. the aftermath. They show what the women go through. But they try not to be visually triggering or yeah. aggressive with it. Which I find um, respectful and I liked a lot better. Because you you have these you have some movies when, when they deal with sexual assault and stuff like that. They really... They make sh- it very aggressive. Yeah, violent and stuff. And, yeah. it's, and it's... I don't know. For me, as as a woman and just kind of as a, as a human... That stuff makes me deeply upset. So, for example, um, two women. Mm-hmm. The I, Sophia Loren film. Yes, the Sophia Loren film. Um, 
deeply upsetting to a point where I would rather never watch that movie ever. Because, right. you know, that scene is so... You cried when you watch Bicycle Thieves. Yeah. And Two Women is a lot more serious than Bicycle yeah. Thieves, so we're not going to go there. Yeah. I've seen it. It is dreadful. Uh, that scene, the, the scene the movie's known for is dreadful. Yeah. It's and so, very impactful. So knowing kind of that, because I, I mean, I've, 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 that was recently on my mind. Going into this movie, I'm kind of glad that they kind of just alluded to the violence instead of, you know, being kind of, uh, I, I would say disrespectful. There was still blood and you still saw the pain the women went through, but you didn't see it happening. You didn't see the act of assault. And I think that that's kind of done a little bit, not only to, you know, be respectful, but also to, like, show kind of how these women must have felt because they were drugged to Mm. a point where they could not wake up. And they would wake up being assaulted. Yeah. And it was, you know, over a hundred women in real life and in the movie. And it was deeply upsetting the age ranges of which the women were victims, this, you know? Yeah, it's an insane story. It's just terrible to imagine that people actually live through this for years, and it's just so many people, it's just terrible. Yeah. And, of course, the women in the movie are very affected by that, obviously. That's So that's the point that we start the movie at. Yeah, where they're all split into three different kinds of groups. So you have the do nothing, just forgive. Mm -hmm. You have the stay and fight or leave. And I like that that they they show very well that it's their first time voting. Mm -hmm. because And they can't read. They show you that without telling you because they have to do drawings. They have to draw Mm -hmm. the leave. They have to draw the stay and fight because they don't know how to read that. And just, they're also alone for the first time. Where it's all the women and they get to talk. Mm-hmm. Because the men left. To go bail out the... The, assault, the, the sultans. Yeah. And the women get to talk for the first time. And it's like... I don't know. It's kind of liberating. Yeah. In a way that they do a lot of things for the first time. That's They're more progressive for them. Yeah. And I think that like it does kind of stay within their religiousness. Like, you see them kind of work through that because you have some of the women that are, that just want to forgive and forget because... It's in the religion. It's in it's in the religion and they feel like if they don't just forgive, they're not going to be able to get to heaven. Right. That's the Frances McDormand character. Mm-hmm. She's the main, I suppose, antagonist of the women. Yeah, kind of. Because she's the one that says... If you want to go to heaven, you forgive. And that's just the only way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So the only way we do things is the only way we know how to do things. Yeah. We forgive these men and we move on. Yeah. And then you have the people that want to stay and fight. And there's, you know, some implications behind that. Or you have the people that want to leave. And so you have conflicting feelings for either of the two. Because, like, some of the women think that if they just leave, they're kind of being cowardly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or or also kind of, like, we're not the ones that have the problem. Right. They should be the ones that should leave because they're the ones that attacked it. And I think there was a funny a moment of, of you know, 
Levity. Le- yeah, levity. Um, when someone suggests, maybe we should ask the men to leave. Right. And then one of the older women is like, I've never asked my husband to do literally anything. Right. You think we can ask them to leave? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's not going to fly. Yeah. They kind of just laugh it off. But they know at that point that they either stay and fight mm-hmm. or they leave. They know there's no forgiving. The Frances McDormand character is the only one that really pushes for it. Yeah. But she kind of leaves. She leaves because she, she sees no point in even considering the other two options. So she takes her daughter and granddaughter, who her granddaughter, I think it's alluded that she was left blind by these attacks. Right. They show they show the blind eye. Yeah. They never tell you how it happened. I think it alludes to it, but it could also just have happened They don't beforehand. go in specific to what happened to every single one of them. Yeah. We know some of them got pregnant because of it. And at the end, we see that the Jesse Buckley character gets beaten yeah. by her husband. And so does her daughter. But that's kind of about it for the details. We don't really know yeah. the details of everything. And we don't need to know. They're awful no matter what. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the power of the movie. Is that we can all agree that they're awful. I don't think anyone can really excuse that behavior no matter what. No, and I think that th- that's like I think it does still show like some struggle, and I think that that people might not like it because the um, Rooney Mara character has this has has this set of lines where she thinks that the circumstances behind which the colony was created have created these circumstances where women are allowed to be raped and the men are victims too because they were just taught that they could do anything that they want and get away with it what i don't like about the movie about the rooney mara character too is that she has a romance kind of and i feel like it's so unnecessary and it's like a not all men type thing it was like see some men are nice august is nice because he never raped someone he's actually really nice and we really like him Hmm. and I understand why he's there, because he's the only one that can read and write that's left. Yeah. But I don't understand why they lean into so many scenes where there's a heavy romance between him and Rooney Mara. But she doesn't stay with him or anything. She doesn't even consider it. No. So I guess that's the silver lining. Yeah. And I think from what I read, I did not read the book, but I kind of, you know, read the synopsis and tried to see the kinds of um, things that they did differently. And uh, his character, the reason he was, you know, excommunicated, I think in the movie they just said that his mom was asking too many questions. But in the um, book, apparently he was actually excommunicated with his family because he started to look too much like one of the bishops. And so it was kind of alluded that his mother was raped and produced him. Mm. And so this is kind of like a deeper thing within the... I think also his, his character on the bright side represents that this man got taken out of these circumstances and got educated. Mm-hmm. He went to college. So he learned that it's not okay to do those things. Yeah. But I feel like just from a human perspective, we know it's not okay to do those things. If someone, if if you have to knock someone out to do them, you know it's not okay. Yeah. So his character... I understand to some extent, but it's it's not super needed. And it kind of does feel like a not all men 
Yeah. But we also have Claire Foy, who plays Salome, who is, um, you know, her very young daughter was assaulted. And that that is deeply upsetting in and of itself. Like, this yeah. movie just really deals with very upsetting things that, you know, I really wouldn't wish upon anybody. Right, and it's, it's, it's a heavy watch. Yeah. Like, no matter what, even if it's done... With a certain, I don't know, it, it hides as much as possible the violence. Yeah. It's still going to be upsetting no matter what. Because it's just a heavy, sad, there's no positive outcome. Yeah, yeah. And I, there were so many moments that I did kind of appreciate that I felt like, yeah, that's kind of how how I think women would respond in this kind of situation. Especially if they're, you know disenfranchised their whole lives um where they all start laughing hysterically instead of crying instead of crying because i mean there are there are tons of moments where that can happen you know just the frustration and the the bad feelings i guess like you'd rather you'd rather laugh so that you don't cry and those are the moments that are really good about the movie it's the self-contained like just talking drama where they're just in the barn mm-hmm. or some type of barn-like yeah, like structure barn. where they're discussing it and they're having little scuffles about it. Not really scuffles, just, you know, they have different opinions. I think that's where the movie really shines because the actresses are also strong. Yeah. Jesse Buckley's so good in this. And... Even Rooney Mara, which is not someone I usually love, I think she's really good in this. She really plays her character well, mm-hmm. where she's like the smarter one or the more. She's the one that wants to learn. The yeah, most. and she loves life. I get the feeling yeah. like she really loves life, even though that something has happened to her that's terrible. Yeah, but it's those moments that really shine for me, where you see the small emotions and you kind of have to follow it. Very with, with a lot of attention, mm-hmm. get the details. When it doesn't shine is when they do the other things outside of it. Mm. When we get the story of the girl that doesn't feel like a girl, so she dresses like a boy and doesn't talk. Like I'm sure that means something more, but it kind of takes a. It doesn't take away from the movie, but it takes away from the pace. Yeah, I There's, can kind of agree. But think, it wasn't flushed out enough. It doesn't maintain the pace. I think. Just the women talking in the barn. If that was the whole movie, I would have liked it even more. Because it would be more impactful to me. I don't know. It would be more self-contained. And it's very self-contained already. But it could be more self-contained. More like 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Where there's very few deviations from the main subject. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like how I I liked how each character kind of came to the conclusion that they needed to leave, mm-hmm. you know, where you have Rooney Mara's character who her kind of decision to leave is like she wants to keep her baby. And if she stays in this colony, she most likely will not keep her baby because she's unwed. And like that baby could be going to one of her attack, like her attacker's family. And um Claire Foy's character comes to the conclusion that she needs to leave because if she st- she she vehement- vehemently wants to stay and fight 
because, you know, she's filled with such anger over what happened to her daughter. I really also like Sheila McCarty's character. Mm. She actually takes a lot more screen time than what I thought she would. I really like her love for her donkeys. Mm. I really like that she's like just a sweet soul that she knows she wants to leave from the get-go. Yeah. But she's not like pushing it on others. She just tells her stories and tries to show why she wants to leave. Yeah. Without trying to force others. I really liked her character, surprisingly. Yeah, but back to Claire Foy's character. I was saying that she comes to the conclusion that if she stays, she's going to become a murderer. Mm. Because she really cannot stay in the same vicinity as the men that took advantage of her three-year-old, you know, four-year-old. So she she can't go. Like she can't or she can't stay. She has to go. I feel like I should like her character more, but I just I don't know, her screen presence isn't strong enough for me. The actress, not the character. Mm. So I kind of just don't connect with her as much as I should. Even though she has like the saddest story. Yeah. And she has to like force her son Yeah. To leave by using the same anesthetics that were used on her. Mm-hmm. To rape her. Yeah. Which, yeah, I feel like her character is supposed to be more likable than what I got from her. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. But then, you know, Jesse Buckley's character finally relents. She's kind of the one that holds out and she's kind of like, she also mean. kind of like forgive and forget because she kind of forgives and forgets her abusive husband at the behest of her, her mother. And I really like the line that's, you know, um, forgiveness is good. And like, like that's part of their religion. That's something that all of the women kind of agree with that forgiveness is good. But, um, the one, the one woman was like, forgiveness can sometimes be mistaken for permission. Yeah. And I think that that is, you know, completely true in a lot of relationships where it's like you forgive somebody and sometimes people will mistake your forgiveness for 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 weakness you know Mm -hmm. it's a powerful movie with a powerful story it's not long at all no so that's that's something positive because there's so many long movies that we've covered so far and it's nice to end on a shorter one that still works completely without having to be three hours. Yeah, and I think it does kind of leave leave an impact on on me, I suppose. Like the ending part when they, they do finally decide to leave um, and they kind of have to do it. But like when Jesse Buckley and her daughter's character like come in and they're beaten, it's just so sad. Yeah. It, it got me a little bit where I was just... Yeah. So sad and felt for those characters. But on technical aspects, the cinematography, well, the color grading above all, mm-hmm. it's so weird. Because I understand why it looks like what it looks like. It's supposed to be dire and like claustrophobic and like there's no hope. So it's mm-hmm. like really dark. But it's so dark sometimes in a movie where it's just characters talking that sometimes you kind of lose who's talking. Yeah. Because it's so dark, they start to all look the same. A little. I would say that, to kind of piggyback off that, the beginning part is kind of really hard to understand 
who's related to who. Yeah, it is. It is. But it, it develops that. It does develop it, but it's kind of, you're kind of you turn worried in. about like who's who's related to who, how does this work? Yeah, you're kind of just thrown into but, the, yeah. the discussion. Yeah. Because the, the two young girls, so Rooney Mara and um, Claire Foy's character are sisters, and they had another sister who ended up killing herself. But I feel like it's it's just kind of unclear, like, who's who for a while. And then they have, like, this voiceover character. Yeah, so who, I wanted to come to the voiceover, too. Yeah. It doesn't work at all for it me. It doesn't. It, it That's kind of the point I understand I it. Like it. I understand the point of it. Mm-hmm. She's telling her daughter that... Well, she's not even telling her daughter. It's not even her. It's the, uh, one of the girls. That, that I'm confused. She's telling a kid at this point that's, like, grown up or whatever. I think it's Jesse Buckley's daughter's character. I think she's the one doing the voiceover. Again, this is why it doesn't work because it's so confusing. But it, yeah, <laughs> she's telling a younger girl that this is the past and you got to learn from the past and not repeat it. And now life is going to be better for you, but it was really bad at some point. Don't let that okay. happen again. It was really bad for us. I understand it, but God damn, it's confusing and pointless. And the voice, like whoever voice it is, is not a good narration voice. I th- I think like the voice is um I don't remember her character's name, but but it's it's not super important for the story. No, it's not. But you know, it's 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 like it's just hard to kind of discern who who that voice is. And then, like I said, Claire and Rooney are sisters. They had another sister, and that girl. There's a girl. Whose mom died, and that's their sister, and it's just kind. Of, it is kind of confusing. So I mean, that's something that it doesn't. It's a little weak on. There's also a lot of characters, like a lot of characters, and a lot of ages, and their names aren't too dissimilar sometimes. Yeah. Where their names kind of rhyme with each other if they're in the same family. Yeah. And it's kind of confusing when they're just saying names. Because you watch this in theaters, there's no subtitles. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when someone says something off camera, you don't immediately know who it is. Mm-hmm. Technically, a lot of technical aspects with the sound and the visuals just aren't fine-tuned to my liking. Mm. The color grading is like the most obvious one from the get-go. Where it just, it just hides so much detail with how dark it is. Yeah. Because it's not like they have different haircuts or different clothes. So they kind of already look the same. Hmm. I don't know. It's 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 hard to, to like criticize a movie that's so sensitive about subjects. But the truth is, on technical aspects, this isn't the best. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything it new. It doesn't feel like a, a fresh movie, you know? Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I still enjoyed it. I think it was still impactful for what it is, you know. What's your rating? Um, I gave this a 7 out of 10. Uh, like I said, there was just some of those storytelling parts that I didn't particularly love. And I think that, ha- like, reading the the, the book synopsis and, and the plot points of the book helped me understand the movie a little bit better. And I feel like you know I shouldn't I shouldn't have to do that. No, you should not. So um, that's just kind of the thing, and it's it's like I probably would get more out of a second watch, but it's one of those movies where I don't know if I necessarily want to give it a second watch no. because of how upsetting it is to me. I don't. 
care if it's upsetting or not. I will rewatch stuff. I can handle it personally. That feels like a call out. But it's thank not. You. It's not a call out. <laughs> I understand why people wouldn't want to. I. It doesn't matter to me, but only if it's really good or if I feel like I have a lot more to gain from it. And I feel like I watched it once and that's kind of it for me. Yeah. It's not visually engaging, which it's not supposed to be. But again, I think it's way too dark. And I think there's no contrast. And their their clothes all looking the same and their hairs all being the same. It kind of makes it confusing visually. Hmm. And just... Yeah, it is an impactful story, but once I think is enough for me. Mm-hmm. It's a weird nomination for Best Picture. I think it's just there's no hype for it. The movie came out in 2023, at least like mm-hmm. an, as a wide release. Yeah, they kind of like snuck it in, limited release. So it kind of feels like this is the one that no one's watching, which it probably is, and it probably will stay the same. Maybe. And I think it's... I don't know. It's It's good. It's better than at least half of the other ones that are nominated, but it's just in such a weird position where there's a lot of movies that are better, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of movies that are better than Elvis and Avatar. But why this one? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, from a social standpoint, I understand that this is, like, still very relevant and makes sense as a message. But there's so many movies. I don't understand why this one somehow snuck in. But I enjoyed it. I think it's good. I just wouldn't want to watch it again, probably. Mm. That's fair, I feel like. But I think that that's all that we have for this episode. And that's the last of our coverage for the Oscars Best Pictures. So our next episode is coming out on Monday. And we're going to be going through every single award for the Oscars and we're going to give you our predictions and kind of discuss what we like, what we dislike and um, yeah, we'll give you our thoughts. So don't forget to like subscribe, leave us a comment if you can and we'll see you next time.